Hello and welcome to the DigiNable podcast. My name's Darren. I'm here with Liz, as always. Hello. Always, always in the. Well, I was gonna, you know, I was going to say always together, always in the same room, but we're not. We've done this sometimes when we've been in two completely different locations. The power of Zoom mm, is an amazing. I know. I know. It's an amazing good, thing. It's good to get back out, though good to have the sunshine got the summer vibes on at the moment and it's nice to kind of be back out in person and doing stuff together again i've literally been out for a meeting this morning as i was driving back it's the first time i've done this in a long time but i was driving down the motorway windows of the car fully open wind kind of breezing through we've talked about it on previous podcasts we're not live you know we kind of record this and then we put it out and if we're talking about the sunny summer weather outside unless this heat wave goes on for, for a lot longer than we were actually thinking <laughs> you can probably you can probably pinpoint the weekend that we've actually recorded <laughs> this podcast but, but it is a beautiful day outside um so so really good really good now to be sat inside doing a podcast i want to go and sit outside i mean it'd be a bit hard to do it outside though wouldn't would it? it would it we should we could have done it on a table with bird song playing in the background with with our wonderful neighbor next door who would, who would inevitably the moment we click record come out with that oh, sodding strimmer because anytime you decide to go outside and have a bit of peace and quiet there's always someone that's there to ruin it Absolutely, absolutely. Not that they're doing it intentionally, not that it's no, malicious. I'm sure they're not. Just that they're just horrible like, people. Is... <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but you know, like, yeah, there's, there's, there's a time and a place to try and have a bit of peace and quiet, and you normally have to go away on a holiday yeah. to get that peace and quiet. Although that never happens as well. Do you ever do that thing when you're on holiday where you kind of, I suppose it depends on the type of holidays you take, but sure. you yeah, go yeah, yeah. and you find this spot by the pool that's beautiful, it's in a Ooh, corner, it's quiet, yeah. everything's kind of serene that's around right. you. Yeah. And then there's that one person that comes across and kind of goes, do you want to come play darts? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally sat here enjoying the sun with a drink in my hand, really chilling out. Do I look like it? I have no interest in your upcoming game of water polo. <laughs> but you never know. They might they might think that you want to be included and that you look lonely. Someone always does. And you know what? And I've never got this. And maybe this says a lot more about me than other people. Maybe. But you see these people that go on a holiday and they chat to all the other people there and they make yeah, holiday friends yeah, and they yeah. keep in contact. Yeah. I don't want to talk to anyone when I'm over there. Stick your holiday, friends. You get on with your holiday. Leave me in peace to enjoy mine, and then we'll both sit on a plane in silence on the way home, three rows apart, and when we get off at the airport, never speak to each other again. That's the kind of holiday I'm looking for. Even if you're, like, next door but three to someone. Nah, screw yeah. it. Nah, not interested in the slightest. Brilliant. All but, right. but, well, but welcome it... to our summer edition. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Because even though, you know, we know it's summer and we know what kind of weather to expect in the summer, this kind of, the heat takes us by surprise. And even then, we, when we've planned off these relaxing days of sitting around doing nothing, it's hard when you look outside and you see that it's sunny and your brain kind of just goes, I need to go and do something. And, and, in, and, in, and in the very sort of British way, it's kind of, let's head to the beach, let's go for a picnic, let's go to the park, let's just kind of get out and be somewhere. But the sun makes you want to kind of leave and just be out. Really? I am the exact opposite. I'm like, this is sunny, I've got a nice little spot at home, I'll quite happily go and make myself a drink and sit there all day. See, that's not strictly true though, is it? Because whenever we have our sort of morning catch-ups and our first mm. conversations, when the weather's like this, yeah. you're always sat outside. 
Yeah, but I don't intend on going out anywhere. So, so go- I can quite happily not do any activities. Okay, so my definition of going out is leaving the door. So, so if you kind of if you if you've moved <laughs> from like that post COVID inside. world, that isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to leave the room that I am using Zoom in leave to go door. outside. You're, yeah, you're absolutely yeah, I right. Get that. I get that. I think I it is. That. I think it is post COVID. It is interesting, kind of getting out and sort of going mm. to places again. And we saw there was an article um, which will probably be interesting to share with people about as as people are going out more and going to places. You know, in the summer we go. We go on road trips, we do travel, we do take part in activities, we we do go and sit by pools. And actually, for more and more people, what they're choosing to do to coincide with those activities they're doing is listen to podcasts. Which is really great for people like us that have actually spent the time creating something that it actually gets used. Because I think sometimes I'm thinking podcasts and listening to audio is like a wintry thing that you like sit down and do. Like I I listen to podcasts while I'm driving. That's like my primary time. And I know during COVID people use that as a way of listening to something while they were out walking because it was a bit of an escape from being inside all the time. So it kind of links in with what we were saying about like just physically being outside. So I get that there's that, like, wanting to do something, but also, like, the multitasking thing. So if you're driving, listen to something. If you're out on a road trip somewhere, you're listening to something. If you're doing, like, gardening or whatever outside, you're listening to something. So it's kind of like feeling like you're doing that multitask bit at the same time. Yeah, we should should stress also (laughs) there are very different types of podcasts because you mentioned at the beginning there about people have put in the time and effort into creating a podcast. Yeah. Obviously, it's a lot of effort goes into this podcast. All the stories and all the information has been pulled together. Yeah. You get the people that will get someone and arrange an interview so they can yeah, share expertise yeah. and knowledge. And then you get me that just spends the first 10 minutes of podcast ranting about how much I hate people and I want to sit by myself and ignore the world. I mean, if people are still listening, <laughs> I mean, you know, well done. Thank you. Yes, it's because appreciated. If you've, if you've got through Darren's rant at the start, then, you know, we're friends, aren't we? Really? Absolutely. We will share a link on that I'll, I'll find it and we'll share it because it was a really interesting piece of news but podcasts absolutely are the go-to thing when your people are taking part in other mm-hmm. activities so if you're not listening to podcasts or you've ever fancied creating your own podcast now is the perfect time to get that started and if you have been on one of our courses we've done a couple of how-to podcast courses recently very cheap and very easy to get started definitely it's, it's also a great opportunity to um do something that could be quite simple to start off with like even if it's just sharing your ideas and your concept also like as much as we try and do these around 30 minutes so thinking coffee break pomodoro time uh, that we talk about a lot it could just be that it's five minutes or 10 minutes like little snippets of things rather than a full the average podcast is 28 minutes long because people choose again to do activities while they're listening to a podcast so we see these sort of travel activities being around 30 minutes long on average so that's why the kind of duration of a podcast on average is 28 minutes so you know we're just normally a little bit over that i've got to admit i listen to a lot of podcasts especially when i'm at the gym so if i know i'm going in for Uh, a sort of one hour workout i'll put something on there now because there's no it's not like tv it's not like you've got to fill an hour slot you can do them as long or as short as you want to yeah but if i pick a podcast that happens to be 23 minutes if i'm in the middle of a workout or if i'm on the treadmill or something like that and i get to the end of 23 minutes my platform of choice for listening to podcasts is spotify yeah and it has that feature 
where it then just picks another podcast for you to listen to straight off the back of it. Really frustrating because I might have chosen a business podcast, which is how to make your email marketing rock. I'm midway for a workout and then suddenly it just jumps to why your cat is really your best friend. <laughs> like this, this isn't inspiring that's, me too that, much. That's your evening listening that you've favorited for later, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Not sure how the algorithms are figuring that one out. That being said, yeah, maybe okay. completely unconscious. But when I do go on holiday and I'm ignoring all the people by the poolside, yeah. if there's a resort cat, best mates. <laughs> So maybe that is why why I listen to that one. Brilliant. Anyway, let's yes. talk tech. AI still massive, massive subject at the moment. Yes. And I'll tell you the reason why we keep talking about this. Some people who listen to us on a regular basis, if you listen to us on a regular basis, you might be thinking, why are they going on about this anyway? You might think, why are they going on? But the reason we keep talking is because there seems to be a lot of fear-mongering at the moment oh, about absolutely. AI yeah. on social yeah. media. And when it first started off, I think it was a genuine misunderstanding fear of kind of what if this sort of takes my job but there's a phrase that's been bandied around recently and I think it was Gary Vernachuk who actually threw this phrase out there which has really sort of I think set the tone and it's you shouldn't have a fear of AI taking your job you should have a fear of somebody who understands AI taking your mm, job and point. I think this yeah, is now yeah. bringing us yeah. to the reality of where it is because there's no doubt that AI is going to start to replace people. That, that's just a kind of given fact. So for, for people that do writing at a very basic level for their living, AI is going to be able to write that content. And the smarter it gets to build emotion into it, that's going to sort of take their jobs. But people still need to be able to program that. So actually, if AI has the potential to have an impact on, impact on your job, the best thing you can be doing right now is get into it. Start playing around with it, start practicing, start trying to break it, because the sooner you understand how to make AI work for you, the sooner you future-proof your, yourself. Definitely. I would say it's not taking people's jobs, it's taking the tasks. Mm-hmm. And I think there can be a person on a job that is doing very basic manual processes or tasks, and that can be really useful to automate so that that person can move on to more... Uh, knowledge-based items, people-based skills, customer service that would be so much better for a human to do that. They think it's just repurposing the tasks onto different things. If businesses are savvy, they're getting with the program really quickly where they can train people up who those tasks might be replaced with AI and get them onto different things. Like There are so many other things you can be doing Um that can be more beneficial to business yeah. and organisations and the people that are doing them as well. And that's no the one key. wants to data input stuff day in, day out. No, completely. Because, you know, that's too simple that doesn't need a human doing Definitely. it. Definitely. And I think that's the really interesting thing to sort of take from this discussion is that the fear shouldn't be around AI itself. The fear should be about how, how well can we keep up with AI because yeah. we can already yeah. see, you know, it's developing at such a pace. We talked last month about the fact that you've got chat gpt you've got barge you've got um the current systems that are being built into kind of um edge and all, all those other kind of bing platforms um elon musk has announced that he's come up one now it's kind of inevitable in some way it's called truth gpt mm, and it's about a- ai almost as a kind of facts ch- fact checker for business yeah. so it can go out and make sure what's being said is true Anything that comes from an individual, how much of a fact checker that can actually be, I think and is questionable. specifically Elon Musk as well. I think that's going to have a bit of a slant on it. So it's interesting he uses the phrase truth-seeking, doesn't he? I'm not sure how truth-seeking something that's been created by Elon Musk is going to be anyway. No, but, but I think what it does throw up, which is interesting, is that 
whereas we've talked for the last couple of months about people need to have an appreciation of an understanding of AI, this now takes it to that next level where we've also got to have an understanding of where that AI actually comes from because it's almost going back to what we were doing many years ago around media literacy. Whichever media outlet you listen to will have their own version of the Mm, truth. Whichever AI you now subscribe to is also going to have its own version of the truth as well yeah. so so this is this is why yeah, yeah. again like i say it might sound like we bang on about this but <laughs> genuinely it's because it needs to be understood it mm, is part of yeah. the future it's not going anywhere yeah. at all so so the more you understand the sort of processes and what's going on behind it the better but we are seeing real impacts at the moment mm, i mean you told me that story way. the other day about the um you, you do the work with the american unions and the kind yeah. of acting unions it seems to have now had an impact over there Definitely. Um, American Writers Guild at the moment um, on the east coast of America are actually striking and that might go on for, you know, a long time. Um, They're really committed to the cause because what they're trying to uh, get people to realise is, yes, you could have a script written by AI. I mean, you know, anyone could write anything with AI. Um, It's not going to have the human personality to it. It's not going to have the nuance. You know, we know the difference between an AI written thing and a human written thing. Like anyone could pretty much pick that out. There are nuances that you can't get. There's like, um, you know, you know is an exact example of that. We use tonality, we use phrasing. We use phrases that aren't proper English. You know, a lot of what I'm saying is slang and stuff you wouldn't be able to Google in an English language to translate into another, you know, language. So there's a lot of stuff happening that, writers human writers could only really do um but at the moment people like netflix are starting to look at the options of how to write scripts with ai and you know that's a big move towards you know what do we do next and you're absolutely right like what is the future let's make sure there's regulations in place that mean that writers still write and get a fair wage for what they're writing versus thinking we're going to use AI. I've watched a load of films recently, looked at the IMDb film reviews, and everyone who's very recently put a review on is starting to say, oh, I bet this script was written by your AI. I yeah. bet ChatGPT wrote this script because it's rubbish. Um, so people are starting to assume that, and so I think that's an interesting piece. So you mentioned about the sort of um, what's up and stuff like that of Lancashire dialects. So I thought I'd do this while we were actually here. I've yeah. just got out my phone, jumped on ChatGPT, on. and I've asked it to write me a Facebook post about a sunny day but using a Lancashire dialect. Okay. So this is what ChatGPT has come Go back on. with. Hey, up me mates. Reach off to say we've got us in a proper belter of a day in Lancashire. Sun's out, sky's blue, and they can't ask for more than that, can they? It's a re grand <laughs> chance to get yourself outside, feel the warm sun on your face and enjoy some proper Lancashire loving. What do thou wants to have a stroll in our lovely countryside, sit in a proper good pub garden or just soak up sunshine in your own backyard? Today's the day for that. Lancashire, the knows we don't get many of these golden days, so make the most of it. Get the sunnies on, slap on some sun cream and head on to explore the wondrous country we call home. Now, if I saw that on LinkedIn, human or GPT, could have been, could have been either oh of God. those. So I think you're right. Wow. There, there is still a distinction that can be made. And I think we do see a lot yeah. of posts on social media sites at the moment that scream they've been written by AI. Yeah. However, as we say, it will get more intelligent in the future. Of course. And, and we go, I mean, this is something, you know, AI isn't new. ChatGPT is the cool thing at the moment. There's lots of people talking about AI bots all of a sudden. 
you know, AI has been part of our lives for 10, 15, 20 years or more. You know, we've been using automated systems, AI standing for artificial intelligence. We've been using this for many, many years. You know, if you talk about SEO, search engine optimization, that's got an element of AI to it. Um, underneath that, there's a thing called machine learning, which is even more basic that has been maybe 40, 50 years in, in terms of processes. And the idea of machine learning is that we teach the machine what to do and we tell it to do certain things. It goes back to the data in, data out. It's only as good as the data that you put in. Chat GPT stops at September 2021 at the moment. You know, how how is it going to evolve? It's as only as good, any of these tools are as only as good as the data you put in Absolutely. or the data you tell it where to get its references from. Absolutely. Where you were saying, you know, the balance of, of the, the details already... I can see you want to share something. Go on. So as I've just asked GPT to kind of give us a promotional piece for this podcast, but also to do it from a Lancashire perspective. Oh dear. Go on. Hey up, listen up. That wants to give the Luggles a treat, I oh Get God. this REIT proper podcast on the radar like it's none other than the Digi Enable podcast. A REIT champion listen straight from Lancashire's own backyard, mind. Now, I'll tell thee this, mate, the top podcasts are Belter. They cover all things digital and tech, REIT from the world of the internet and gadgets and social media and beyond. It's like having a good natter with the best mate talking about what's in the world of technology. They've got top-notch guests and a cracking host, so the ears will be well sorted. So go on, put the feet up, get the self a brew, and give the Digi-Nable podcast a whirl. Trust me, the ears will be chuffed to bits with this Lancashire gem. Tune in and enjoy, mates. Ta-ra! Oh my god. I'm so recording that as a Oh my god, we're totally not. (laughs) Oh my god, that's horrendous. AI can sometimes be powerful, it can sometimes be not. Let's leave that there for this month, but I'm sure it's going to be a continuing discussion. Wow. We contributed to an article actually earlier um, this month, which was a really interesting one. While we're talking about sort of digital and organisational um, mm, structure, yeah. although I just realised I said that, we weren't talking about that in the slightest, but let's go with this and pretend pretend there's a narrative. Okay. Um, you added something to an article, didn't you, about sort of um, sustainability and how to build that into your business as well from a digital perspective. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, so um, we've been working with an organisation called Meta Partners, um, based up in Scotland, but again, similar to us, uh, very digital and cover uh, the across the uk and globally as well and they're all about sustainability um and how to help businesses and organizations become more sustainable in terms of um environment sustainability becoming more eco reducing carbon emissions um having you know zero limits uh, lots of things like that and they were um wanting to talk to us recently around how to help small businesses understand that because you know lots of companies are saying we've got zero emissions we're carbon neutral and there's a lot of these bits of jargon that don't necessarily mean much to the smaller businesses we think oh god you know carbon offset well we've not got enough money to you know pay the electricity bill as it is let alone carbon offset it and and try and do that But having had a really great conversation with Meta and Nicole and her team there as well, um, it's about the small things. Like, we're already doing stuff. Like, not printing reams of paper like we used to. Um, You know, if you've got an email or a document, can you save it in a digital format versus paper? I mean, straight away when you sort of share those examples, you're thinking, oh, actually, we 
do that. And a lot of small businesses, I think, see it as such a massive target, they don't realise they're doing small things. So what we join together to work on this blog, we'll share it in the show notes on the website, um, is using digital. So very much digital productivity from our point of view, but how we can use digital productivity to become more sustainable um, environmentally. But also that we're doing a lot of those things already that are small actions that can make a big difference. You know, things like recycling, you know, having recycling rather than just sticking everything in a bin. If you've got, you know, physical offices, are you doing that? If you're working from home, are you doing that? As small businesses, we think, you know, we're never going to be carbon neutral. How on earth does that happen? If you say a manufacturing company, there might be a bit in your process that absolutely has to happen that way regardless. Like you, you know, you're, you're creating a particular product. It has to be done with particular machines. You're never going to be able to reduce emissions and whatever on that. But what other stuff around it? There's normally ways that you can reduce your carbon emissions or become a bit more sustainable by local when you can. You know, there's things that we are doing already and digital can help with that. So um, actually using your computer less so being more productive, using digital productivity tools to be more productive means that you'll get your work done quicker and you'll use less technology, less laptops, you'll switch your laptop off at the end of the day quicker than if you hadn't been productive. You know, if you're faffing around and you're listening to Spotify while you're doing a hundred other things as well, then you're going to use more electricity, more internet, more broadband, blah, 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 like... There's loads of things that, that link in with that as well. Digital decluttering that we help people do, getting rid of the papers that you've already got, but also create systems so you don't just collect paper in future. You recycle it or you destroy it in the right ways because sometimes we have to um, you know, destroy hard drives and paper in the correct way because of GDPR and, and other data protection laws. We need to do that if it's got sensitive data on it. But there's other ways of doing things. And I think just starting to think about how we might make the way that we run our businesses and organisations a bit more sustainable, um, that can make the difference. You know, it can be a few small differences within your organisation, but actually can help towards the bigger goal of, you know, if you believe in climate change, um, you know, help the, the planet live longer. And, and and climate change is an ultimate aim, but actually, when you really start to think about it, it is about streamlining those processes and making yourself more productive productive in the process. Because, you know, we we, we go out and we talk a lot of events and we go to a lot of networking um, opportunities. The topic that keeps coming up again and again at the moment is around kind of automation mm, and, and process-driven yeah, yeah. stuff. And I know we're going to talk, um, actually, let's not do it late today. We're going to do it now about one of our favorite apps at the moment or programs, if you like, which is Zapier. We're using it quite a lot. It doesn't matter whether you're using Zapier, whether you're using Pably, whether you're using Make, whether you're using any of those. But by building really, really simple processes that save you time and save you the need to be able to print stuff off and move around you can just save yourself a fortune in time, but yeah. help the environment in the same way. So as a real practical example of this, I think we've talked about this before. I do some work with local football club. Um, as it's the holidays, the half-term holidays right now at the time of recording, we're in the middle of a soccer school that we've run. Now, previously, one of the things that they did is all the kids would register. This will be done by phone and via email. So there was a big admin task to do of actually yeah. taking, collecting yeah. all these kids' details. A person would be sat there on the phone to take the calls. 
They'd be then put onto sheets of paper, the sheets of paper would be printed off, blah, blah, blah. What we've done ahead of this Docker School, and it's made it far more efficient, is created an online booking form, which is now sat on the website. That booking form goes into email as it always does. However, no one is accessing that email because using Zapier, we've now set up a Zap, which takes those contents from the form and sticks it straight into a Google Sheet. The Google Sheet is programmed, so there's a tick box on the end to say attended, paid. So what six weeks ago was Mm, a 200 sheet of paper who knows how many things being processed, thrown away, stored, um, exercise, Mm. is now one Google Sheet. Brilliant. And that's all it kind of comes down to. Now, we can talk about that from the environmental Mm. um, perspective, as I say, but actually Mm. from a productivity perspective, all the hours that went into that previously, absolutely the work was front-loaded to actually create those forms. Yeah, of course. But now there's a system that will work time and time and time again and will save a lot of hours in the process so so yeah if you want to help save the world and protect the environment actually lessen your own workload as part of that process and i think that that article that you were involved in certainly explains a lot of that that people can have a read about it's interesting really interesting stuff mm, definitely we've got 25 minutes we've in already we might need if 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 anything at the beginning gets cut out I should probably just stress this now, that if I've made references further in the podcast to hating people and being friends with cats on holidays... That's not getting edited out. Are you leaving it in? Yeah, yeah. Good, because it would just make me sound a little bit weird. Yeah, 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 and now you'd edit this bit out, but I'm not going to. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So we've got three top tips. So we want to share, as we always do, a social media tip, an SEO tip, and a productivity tip. Um, and then we would have finished with the uh, the platform of Zapier, but you've already mentioned okay. that. Okay, so let's talk social media. We've got five minutes to share these top tips. So these are latest current trends, news articles, and also top tips along with it. So social media-wise, last podcast, we talked about collaborative articles inside LinkedIn, powered by da-da-da, AI. Again, AI is all over the place. It's a hot topic, but a lot of platforms are now utilizing it inside their own platform. So this time, LinkedIn is also launching latest AI tool, um, AI-powered profiles and job descriptions. So it's enabling you now to auto-create your own profile content. And also, if you've got um, a LinkedIn Pro account and you're creating job descriptions, uh, as part of your uh, work, then that will auto suggest um, how to write the copy for the job description as well. Now, it's interesting because <clears throat> probably about 20 years ago, I worked on um, a project with Manchester Girl Geeks. Uh, Girl Geeks is uh, Girl Geek Dinners is a global initiative. Manchester was was the one that we were helping run. And within the Manchester community, actually, what we did is we created um, a tool that checked the gendered nature of job descriptions to see what whether you were using a sort of masculine or feminine or neutral words within job descriptions. So it'd be really interesting to see how the AI inside LinkedIn is going to spit out a job description. And it'd be great to use that tool and check what the gendered balance is of the, the job adverts as well. Um, so check that out. It's rolling out to everyone. Not everyone can get it at the moment, but keep an eye out that for a tool. Interesting. Top SEO tip of the month, Google My Business, testimonials and reviews. 
Google loves positive reviews from your clients. If you're not getting them, the reason is probably because you're not asking for yeah. them. So very simple thing you can do this month. Go out to your existing clients, send them a link to your Google My Business account and say, please, please, please leave me a <laughs> testimonial. Um, if you need help with that, give us a shout because we've kind of got processes and automations which allow you to make that a little bit easier. But do it and you will absolutely see a couple of testimonials can make a big difference in terms of where you rank in the free pack yeah. on the bottom of maps if more people see you within a local proximity based on your business they're going to phone they're going to want to get in contact they're going to want to do business with you you will see and i guarantee this an immediate impact of doing this so get those testimonials and see it make a difference now before we wrap up we've got one final announcement that we want to finish off with and it's a bit of a personal rebrand for you isn't it it is it's very exciting so we have had a productivity um digital productivity learning portal for uh, about five years now um and it sat under a bit of did you enable a bit of me uh, we finally decided that it's going for its own brand it's called the productivity club it's productivityclub.co.uk. It's got loads of good stuff in it. It's got loads of freebies, loads of downloads. Um, our traditional four-week-long uh, training programs that uh, you can dip in and dip out 24 hours at your own self-learning pace. Uh, we'll also be creating some one-week e-learning courses as we go. So if you feel like four weeks is too much, to take in we give you kind of like the the top tips to get you started uh for a few days worth of content um, so check that out that's productivityclub.co.uk if you're already a member and you've already bought some of our online packages and programs before um your login details will still all work it's just a new domain to get you started so that's productivityclub.co.uk perfect look forward to seeing what comes from that so the only thing for us to do now is say goodbye just give me two seconds Hey, ChatGPT, please give me a paragraph which says goodbye to our DigiEnable podcast listeners using the Lancashire dialect. <coughs> you ready to say goodbye? Go on. Re, it's time to say farewell, me Lancashire pals, but before we part ways, let me give thee a proper send-off. It's been a right pleasure having the earworms tuned into DigiEnable oh podcast. <laughs> We've had a grand time chewing the fat about all things digital and tech, but now it's time to bid thee ta Keep the self-tech savvy and green-minded, and don't be a stranger, eh? Spread the word about this top-notch podcast. Share it far and wide like butter spread on a warm balm. So off the pops... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> off the pops now. Go on, but remember, Lancashire's always got a spot reserved for thee. Take care, be re, and may these be, be <laughs> the days be filled with Lancashire cheers. From Darren and Liz, to our mates. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. I mean, that was all right. Just say bye. That's okay. Okay, right. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bye.